Twin Cities Orthopedics is proud to be the official sports medicine provider for Tommy Athletics. TCO is trusted by some of the biggest names in sports, and they bring that same level of care to our athletes. Thank you, TCO, for being a part of our team. Visit TCOMN.com to learn more. Hello and welcome to Tommy Talks, the weekly podcast bringing you inside St. Thomas Athletics, where we'll get to know those who wear the purple and gray. I'm Corbu Status, and this week our guest is senior guard Raheem Anthony from men's basketball. We talk about the game at Cal and making his Division I debut, how playing soccer led to playing basketball, and getting to play college ball with his brother. We also talk about surviving the upside down, liking people while being an introvert, and much more. Now, here's our conversation with Raheem Anthony on another edition of Tommy Talks. Thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Welcome to St. Thomas. Uh, you're a grizzled veteran, fifth year in terms of college athletics, but your first year here at St. Thomas. What made you choose the University of St. Thomas to continue your, your career? Uh, I chose St. Thomas because uh, kind of the history behind the school and then being a Division III uh, school that I have faced uh, when I was a freshman in the MIAC. And it, it, it all just set out to be a pretty cool story about me transferring into a I don't think that's ever happened me tra somebody transferring interconference to a school that from division three to division one and I built a pretty strong relationship with coach tower over the years and yeah yeah take us back to because it was your freshman year when you played the last time you had played against St. Thomas right yeah uh, what was it about St. Thomas when you played then that drew helped draw you to becoming a, a person who wears purple and gray uh, just the team itself, the connectivity of the team, the way they played, the way they shared the ball. Uh, if you watch my game, I actually like passing a lot as much as I do scoring. So I really like teams that uh, know when to pass the ball and know how other people like the ball in their hands and things like that. Yeah. How, how close do you feel like you're getting to where you understand where everybody wants the ball and understanding that as a distributor? Uh, I'm getting pretty close. Uh, a couple of the guys that um, I play with every day at practice, some like Drake Dobbs, Brooks Allen, uh, Carter even, uh, I've kind of found their sweet spots. Mm -hmm. But some of the other guys I got to get more reps in, in practice and kind of find theirs. And it'll, it'll, it'll take its course. So it'll work. Did you have a moment? So the, the team just opened up as we record this with their season opener against Cal. Did you have a moment where you're on the floor, it's a Pac-12 gym, and you're thinking, Man, I was playing at Augsburg last year, and now here I am taking on Cal. This is pretty cool. Yeah, I had the moment. Uh, I was in the starting lineup. Uh, I was the last person called off the bench, and when they called my name, I just remember getting called here at St. Thomas as a freshman, and they called my name last again. And I was, I, it was just a year ago. I was playing like Hamlin. I think literally like a year ago today, I played Hamlin. Yeah. First Maya game last year, and then to open up a Pac-12 school like Cal Berkeley was a surreal moment for me. Yeah, it's a pretty cool experience. It's still, even for me, it's still cool to be in a part of those moments, right, and see that kind of history and, and be right there. Uh, what do you think about is a, what is it about your game that translates well from your success at Division Three? And it was an amazing, successful career. All-Americans, uh, MIAC Player of the Year. There was a ton of awards, so we, in the interest of time, we're not going to list every single award because there was a lot of them. But uh, how do you think your game translates from what you did at St. Mary's to what you can do here at St. Thomas? Uh, I feel like my game 
it's not going to change at all. Uh, I could still score the ball pretty well, getting the paint, distribute to people that can shoot. Uh, there's not a lot of people on our team that can't shoot. So getting in the paint, drawing two, uh, Coach Maker preaches about as soon as you see two, being able to kick um, and limiting turnovers. I, I feel like that's an area of improvement for me. So, yeah, that's how I see my game fitting in with the Tommies. That's got to be a distributor's dream, man, this Tommy team with everybody who can shoot, right? Yeah. Just you see assists everywhere you go. Yeah, definitely. All right, so, but I know you like sharing the ball, but what's your favorite, like, basketball moment? Is it dunking on somebody? Is it a big three? Because you had a game winner last year, right? The highlight reels are impressive when watching the dunks. What's your favorite kind of thing to do? Uh... It it depends. Sometimes my knees don't feel too good, but <laughs> when they do, I'd say probably dunking somebody or yeah. mainly hitting a I, I hit a lot of big threes last year, so probably hitting a big three. Your knees, man, you're not that old. How old are you, Raheem? I'm 22. 22. Pushing 40. <laughs> the old 22 is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about your entrance into basketball. When did you start playing and, and what got you into it? Uh, I started playing about like third and fourth grade. I kind of I played soccer uh, beforehand. Um, the reason I do play basketball is I started watching a little bit of Kobe Bryant. Uh, he enjoyed soccer just as much as basketball. So then I kind of was like, well, "Why does a professional basketball player like professional soccer just as much as his sport? He should just go play the other sport." So then I started looking into his his game and his work ethic, and then. Just one day I was just like, all right, we could try basketball. And then from there, I just, I just stopped playing soccer and he took off from there. Oh, yeah. So soccer was out and you became a one-sport kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. And you, your brothers both played and are, are playing right now, right? Yeah. So was it, did you all kind of enter into basketball at the same time? Or did you look in your older brother, Kareem, and say, maybe I can do what Kareem's doing? And did Rashid follow you guys in too? Uh, yeah, at one point we were all playing soccer, then Kareem kind of ventured off into basketball, and then me and Rasheed were like, all right, let's, I mean, we spent most of our time together, so yeah. we're just not going to play soccer and you play basketball. Let's all just play the same thing. And then from there, we just literally, it's not disowned soccer. We still love it, <laughs> but we kind of just put it in our past. Yeah. Are you guys all Bulls fans growing up in the Chicago area? Yeah, yeah. It's hard, yes. Hard, <laughs> yes, as of right now, but yeah, we are. That's right, because you guys weren't in the what year where you were born in 2001. Yeah. So you missed like the whole greatness of the Bulls. Yeah, I did. It's all just memories and stories to you. Yeah. They were really good, man. I don't, yeah. Michael Jordan was amazing. Uh, all right, well, let me ask a Chicago native this Who's better, Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant? This is the wrong person to ask. I'm saying Kobe Bryant every time, <laughs> every single time, even though I'm a Chicago native. I love Michael Jordan, and he's a great player, but it's something about Kobe Bryant, the work ethic, the impact of the game that just draws me to him every single time. Okay, that's a fair answer. Uh, how competitive were you three, the brothers, playing? Pretty competitive, pretty competitive. We had a park district right by us, and – uh there was like a big clock in the distance that you could see, and we'd have to be home at a specific time. Mm -hmm. So playing one-on-one, -on -one, uh, if me or she didn't get a win yet, we would stay out there until the time, and we'd worry about the consequences later. <laughs> so things like that, yeah. And so Kareem was usually taking on either you or your younger brother. Yeah. And did he win most of the time? Yeah. Yeah. But as – the years went on. Me and Rashid got taller. He was all, he was also so much taller than us at at that point in time. Yeah, uh, me and Rashid got taller, stronger, faster. Some of those wins started coming in. 
And some days it got to the point where Kareem wouldn't win or I wouldn't win or the days Rashid wouldn't win and I would win. It's just ups and downs. It got even. Yeah. Who's the better basketball player now? Uh, a non-biased answer? Yeah, non-biased. Me. There you go. Non-biased answer, <laughs> me. <laughs> Why do you say you? I feel like I have uh, this kind of versatility to my game, whereas okay. Rashid is a smaller. He's still a great player, but I don't think he could pass like I can do. He could definitely pass. He doesn't do any of the, like the low scoring, like the low post scoring. Yeah. Uh, then I could hit a mid range. I could hit a three mid uh, post, and then Kareem is a lot of threes in mid range. He doesn't really dabble in the the paint like that. But, yeah. So yeah. So you're not afraid to get in there and mix it up, and those guys are like, "Nah, we're we're cool out here." Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you could take them now. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. If they could have seen the look on your face, it was yeah. It's not even close. <laughs> uh, what did it mean for you to be able to play with Kareem at St. Mary's? I. Uh, it was just like a uh, high school kind of. Uh, when I was a sophomore, I got bumped up to varsity, and he was a senior. So it wasn't really like I was playing, but at the end I'd get in a couple times and he'd be in with me. Mm-hmm. So those moments are pretty cool, but battling every day at practice with him as a sophomore in high school and then coming to St. Mary's, uh, making a playoff appearance my first year with him and then the second year as well, but got cut because of COVID. But, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. How much – did his decision to go to St. Mary's influence your decision to go to St. Mary's? Uh, it, it was pretty big. Uh, as I was, like, dabbling through schools, I made my commitment late to St. Mary's, but as I was dabbling through schools, he kind of just listed the pros of coming here, the opportunities I could get education-wise and athletic-wise, and his relationship with the coach. Uh, the coach at St. Mary's knows my high school head coach and mm-hmm. also coached there at one point in his career. So, it all just it all just fell in line perfectly. Yeah, I would imagine it was a big difference though going from a Chicago, which is a metropolitan area, it's a huge metropolitan area, to Winona. Yeah, what what was that adjustment like? Ah, uh, it was just very quiet. There's not <laughs> a lot to eat out there. Uh, but I would say it, keep, it keeps you out of trouble though. That, that there's not a lot to do. Uh, I could strictly focus on my grades in basketball. And at one point in St. Mary's, I had probably like the best grades I've had for a while Mm -hmm. so that was a pretty cool moment for me and you're a basketball junkie right so like studying the game like that's you're all in on all of that yeah so what's take me through a typical you've got some downtime practice is over of course you've gotten all your homework done what are you doing you just watching nba games are you breaking down film what you do what are you doing Uh, it depends if i'm not going to see a coach uh i have a like a synergy login that i use and i just go back to games i've played and like today, I'm about to go back to the Cal game, see some of the reads I made, some of the ones I got to leave earlier out of my hands, uh, some defensive clips or things that I've missed on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's about it. I, how much have you grown from your freshman year to now? Because I imagine if you watch a ton of film like that, you can see all of the little things that maybe you're – like to be able to pick where you need to make the decision, what, half a second sooner? I mean, that's a pretty good eye you have to be able to have to be able to see that. Yeah. Uh, I'd say I've gotten so much better in terms of actually willingly playing defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it came from I was just more athletic. I could just beat people to spots. But now knowing uh, how I have to read some of the defenses, uh, what kind of coverage they're playing me in, 
and just taking the open shots and going into space. When you crack the code, so to speak, I mean, do you get more enjoyment out of cracking the code and figuring out how to do it better or seeing it and just knowing, okay, this is where I need to work? Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I feel like cracking the code is a million times better because it makes your job on the court just so much easier. You'll already be in the position to either make a play on the ball or help a teammate, and you won't have to second-guess or make indecisive decisions about whether you should go or not. So, yeah, cracking the code, definitely. Uh, what else do you like to do for fun when you're not uh, just junking it out on basketball? Uh, I could dabble in some Netflix from he here yeah. and there. Okay. Yeah. What what are you streaming on Netflix? Uh, I love Stranger Things. This yeah. is like my fourth, fifth time watching it through. Really? Yeah, okay. I, so I let's it. let's rank the seasons. Because season one I loved because there's like a lot of nostalgia there, right? That's kind of when I grew up. But it was still a cool story. But each season feels a lot different. Like Steve is now a good guy, which is nice. Yeah. He is. Yeah. So like, what? Let's rank the season. What's your favorite? I want to say four. Just off the fact that we met a new, uh, we met Vecna in yeah. four. I feel like that whole story and plot line was just, it was just amazing. It was good. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. And, okay, so season four, they're all working at the mall, or was that season three? That's season three. Yeah, season three. That one got a little bit, I felt like season three got a little, was a little slow and then really got good. Yeah. Yeah. What is it about Stranger Things that has you hooked? sci-fi i guess yeah uh i don't really like watching like a lot of like real tv shows like that it, that things that actually happen in real life like yeah. i'm never gonna see a demogorgon or a, right. hopefully not but <laughs> well i'm never gonna so. see anything like that yeah. but yeah that, it was pretty cool and i kind of didn't even know about stranger things up until like maybe covid mm -hmm. and i heard it came out in like 2018 and i actually never heard about it yeah. before then yeah, COVID changes everything, man. Because yeah, yeah. now you got like nothing but time. Yeah. Uh, what? How would you survive in the upside down? I don't know. I I think I'd survive. I feel like the biggest thing is you got to show that you're not scared. Mm -hmm. And I don't. I, I'm not gonna budge. I'm not gonna. Because I mean, if if it's life or death, and I'm gonna die, it's like all right, you just get it over with. <laughs> but if I'm not scared, he's clearly not gonna like. It's kind of like the It movie. So you would would you hunker down in one spot or are you on the move trying to find your way back? Nah, I have to be on the move. I have to be on the move because I don't know how long I'll be there. Right, and I, I I'm gonna have to find a way out. Let's all hope that we don't end up in the upside down. Yeah, because that would be no no bueno, no fun. As uh, you a, are you a sci-fi guy all the way around? Like, are you like a Star Wars fan and that kind of stuff? Oh, uh, not not all the way around. No. I mean, I haven't really. I don't even think I've watched a Star Wars like willingly. Like I think if like my roommate or something had it on, I I'll probably just sit and watch. But like I'm yeah. not gonna put it on myself. Communications was your major at St. Mary's uh, Public Relations here. What do you want to do with us? Ah, uh, hopefully, uh, I'm taking a lot of marketing classes right now. Mm -hmm. So kind of seeing the the business behind that, uh, why people and how people sell things they do sell. So yeah, I'm kind of. Not really too sure about what, but I know this is the right path that I do want to go into, though. Yeah, what draws you to it? Uh, how easy it is to get along with people. You have to learn how to talk to people within marketing, uh, especially if you're trying to sell something to somebody. Yeah. And, yeah. You have to like people if you're going to try and sell people. You do. Yeah. So you like people. Yeah. Extrovert? Nah. No. I'm an introvert, but, like, if I see, I, I'll speak to somebody. Yeah. I don't mind having a conversation, but... 
you like your Raheem Anthony time. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That that's my favorite time. <laughs> just to recharge. Yeah. Okay, so if you're recharging, what are you doing? Is it just basketball film, or is it a book? What are you doing? Uh, maybe some YouTube. Mm-hmm. Maybe listening to music. I always have my AirPods or headphones in. Sometimes not even playing music. Just have them in. Right. Maybe some yoga every here and there. Okay. Which I'm getting better at. Um, yeah. But, yeah, a lot of it is basketball. Yoga is intense. It can be. It is. Right? Like, you're thinking this is just stretching, but when you're putting your body into some unique positions. Cramping up. Yeah. Yeah. But it feels so much better when you're done. It does. Yeah. It does. Uh, that was one of my favorite things is discovering yoga, and I was like, man, why didn't people tell me about this sooner? Yeah, I'm glad I'm hooked on it now. Yeah. Do you like uh, the hot yoga or just regular, like, how do you find your yoga lessons? Uh, just regular, but I actually did try hot yoga this summer one time. It was super intense. Like, I got in the car dripping sweat, like, from my socks to, it was, it was such a, it was disgusting. But I it, it felt good, though. I'm not going to lie, it felt good. I jumped in the pool right after, but it felt good. Yeah, it's some release. Uh, are you a meditation guy at all? Uh, sometimes in the morning, mm-hmm. but not, I, I actually have to find some time within the day to do that, but yeah. mo- mainly in the morning. Yeah, they keep you pretty busy. Yeah. Video games, also something you might do when you're uh, NBA 2K. Yeah. What, who's your team? Are you going with the Bulls or are you moving around? I mean, I don't, I don't not mind the Bulls. I, nah, I'm not going to say the Lakers. In, in 2K, I probably use the Grizzlies, maybe. Yeah. The Why Grizzlies. the Grizzlies? They actually have a very good team, yeah. uh, especially now with Marcus Smart. I feel like they could be very good. Desmond Bain, Marcus Smart, Jared yeah. Jackson, uh, John Morant when he comes back. But, yeah. Yeah. Right. Is is he like a cheat code in 2K? Yeah, he John is. John Morant? He is. Yeah. As soon as he blows by that first person, he could it's dunk from done. just about anywhere. Right. Slow key. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're learning how to play Fortnite? Yeah. Is that just so that you can hang out with your brother or do, you know, connect with people online or is there something about Fortnite that you enjoy? Uh a lot of people on the team play Fortnite. Okay. So it'd be and they're they're pretty funny, so if I got in like a game chat with them it'd be funny to get in. Even if yeah. I if even if I'm not good at the game, it'd be pretty cool. Do they talk smack? Yeah, they do. Who's the biggest smack talker? Probably Ben now. Yeah. I can see it. Ben now also likes people. He he's does. A, he's a, I like to call him the mayor because he stops and talks to everybody. Yeah. He shakes hands. Um, all right. So you, how long? You've been on campus for a couple months now, right? Yeah. Do you have a favorite spot on campus? Uh, Probably the training room. I spend most of my time in there. <laughs> uh, sometimes I'm in there for three hours. Yeah. Getting, yeah. You and Abby just chatting away. Yeah. We've been at it since I got here. Yeah. It's a good time. Um, it, there's something too. I think as you get older, 22 is still really young. But as you get older, you, you start to understand the importance of taking care of your body, right? Yeah. When did that first click in for you? Mm, let me think. Maybe at my time at St. Mary's, maybe as like a junior, senior. But that it only clicked in a little bit. Once I got here and the the workload is a lot more, mm-hmm. I started seeing my body get more tired. Started losing sleep because I'd wake up because of my body. I was like, "All right, I gotta, I gotta figure something out." So now I just spend hours and hours with Abby every day. Yeah, and it's it helped me a lot, especially these past two weeks. 
Yeah, yeah. As you ramp up, and and there's something different about game pace, right, versus practice pace. Yeah. How different did it feel after? So, how long have you guys been practicing? A month prior to the game one? Yeah, September 25th. Yeah, started practice. So a little over a month. Yeah. So then you have a month of practice. Practices some are harder than others. Some days you're more sore than others, right? And then you have a game. Like, how's your body feel after that first game? Uh. My body felt kind of tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, practice. Some days we go light because of the the load of practice. Sometimes we go six times a week, five times a week. But in the game, it's just like there's just that energy where you're just flying around everywhere. Especially yeah. the first game, you're so excited to be out there that by the time you get back to the hotel, you're like, I right, I just want to sleep. <laughs> just want to lay you down. Yeah. And that was a late night too. It was. Yeah. It was a late night and a long day and lots of travel. All right, so uh, training room is best place on campus. Uh, favorite food? Uh, I'd either say steak and mashed potatoes or chicken alfredo, probably. How are you having that steak cooked? Medium well. Medium well. I've heard I've got to dabble down a little bit. Yeah. I've heard that it's very good. I might I might go down to notch. What is it after, before medium well? There's just medium and then medium rare. So it's like. Like, slice off the cow, which they, I don't know what they call it, like, while the cow's still breathing. That's the, like, you know, like, you just buy it, right? Then there's rare, and then there's medium rare, medium, medium well, and just might as well be hamburger after that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In my opinion. Like chewing gum. Yeah. yeah. So, have you ever tried medium or medium rare? I think I've tried medium. Yeah. But I, it's just the idea of looking at pink, it's like, all right. But it, but it is. It was good though. It, yeah. it was good. It had a lot of flavor in it. Yeah. I mean, I do like mine medium rare, but I also don't like my food to look like the food it came from. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I don't want to see a chicken. Just give me a slice of the chicken. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I am. Uh, favorite movie? Is there like a long list that you have to decipher, or now you're just? I'm. I'm just trying to think of a movie right now that I. <laughs> yeah. I could just constantly watch. Are you not much of a movie guy? Uh, it, the thing is with movies, like, if one, if it's not good within the first five minutes, I kind of just turn it off. Yeah. I'm not into trying new movies either. Okay. Like, I just, I could, I'll just rewatch, like, the same movie. Like, I watch Rush Hour a lot. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Wolf That's... of Wall Street's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. say those are, those are two. Chris Tucker is a funny dude. He's so funny. And that was, like, peak Chris Tucker time. Friday was great. Friday, Friday's good. Yeah. Friday's did good. you ever, um, for like, so when did Friday come out? Somewhat time in the 90s, man. You should have seen it. Everybody walking around everywhere just going, and you know this, man. <laughs> just all the time. That was what the 90s was I like. would have been laughing. Yeah. Well, you would have been saying it probably, Yeah, I too. definitely would have yeah. been. Uh, favorite album or band that you like love to listen to, that you're turning to no matter what? Mm, maybe goodbye and good riddance juice world maybe okay is that what's your pre-game playlist oh you want to hear some songs that are in it or yeah you see some songs that are yeah in it? you can tell us uh i dabble in everything i don't just listen to like just rap in the yeah pre-game i got hero by mariah carey mm-hmm. i got we belong together by mariah carey okay Kind of a Mariah Carey fan. Oh, I love Mariah Carey. Yeah. I got some Juice World in there, some Drake, uh, Future. 
Mary J. Blige. I got, I got a, I, I dabble in it a bit here. Yeah. It's a Rod Wave. I love Rod Wave too. Rod Wave. I don't know that one. Oh, you gotta listen to him. Okay. You gotta listen. To him. Actually, I don't. I don't know. People, a lot of people say it's sad music, but I don't. I, I'm not affected by it. It's just good music. Google this. Too. A lot of people apparently listen to it like when they're having like a breakup, but it's like I, I don't oh. really need that. I mean, I don't have one, so it's like I'm just listening to listen. Right. All right. Boys don't cry. That's the one that you're listening to all the time. Oh, that's an amazing <laughs> song. Yeah. That is an amazing song. All right. I'm gonna have to go in and, and take a listen to some of this then a little bit later. Um, where's your good? What mental state do you want to be in heading into a game? Is it you need to be calm or you need to be amped up? What's the perfect spot for Raheem? Uh, for me, I need to be calm, uh, not overthinking too much. Sometimes I get lost in a lot of things. Uh, I kind of think about the past too much, looking into the future a little too much. Mm. So yeah, I'd I'd rather just be calm, keeping everything on the same level. Okay, so then. Makes me think about your freshman year, right? You make the transition from high school. You're going into college. That's a big jump. Yep. Did this first game feel like your freshman year in any way, or did it feel a little, just a little different, and not that big jump that high school to college is? A little different because of the opponent, uh, the level, uh, it being my first Division One game. Never really. I I have faced people that big and athletic, strong, but yeah, coming out of high school, that first uh, college game, it was just a lot of jitters, and not because I didn't know like what I could do out there. It was just like, all right, this is my first game. I don't want to make a bad impression for the school and not right. everything like that. So yeah, I kind of had that jitters this first game as well. You feel more comfortable now that you've gotten that game out of the way. Yeah, that's a game I don't want to talk about, but yeah, in terms of yeah. But, yeah, we played good that game. We played good as a team. We did. Yeah, I'm not going to ask you for, to break down. But just sometimes you just got to get the first one done, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, favorite book or author? I just I read The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari about two years ago, okay. three years ago. And I tried to get back into it, and I tried to find that book in the airport. So, yeah, I feel like that's the most recent, like, book, that non-class book. The monk who sold his Ferrari. What did you like about it? What was it about it? Uh, I saw a lot of TikTok reviews about it like two two years ago. Uh, teaches you about how to be calm, not overreacting. Uh, and if you think about it, just the title, it's like people are so sought out on buying these expensive things. And this monk has a Ferrari. He's like, all right. Yeah. Gonna I don't need it. That. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something about that that spoke to you. The calming aspect and the idea of not being entitled to things that are just expensive like that. Like, mm -hmm. he's a monk. He has a Ferrari. And uh, he doesn't care about the Ferrari. He's still going to be the same person that he was before having all this stuff. So, Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. Uh, you have one year with St. Thomas. When you are, when it's all said and done, what do you want your legacy here to have been? Uh I just want my legacy to – I want it to kind of be like um, sending the school in the right direction. Mm -hmm. The school is already going in a, a, a forward direction, and I just want to keep that line going. Uh, for the, like, Division three players that are out there that um, want to be on a Division one roster, it's possible. Uh, showing the kids that are going to come here in the future that this is St. Thomas basketball and it's going to be bigger than it's ever been in the next couple, like, three to four years. 
so yeah, just sending the school in the right direction, especially with like our leaders like Brooks, who's been here, uh, Parker, and company like that 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 were Division three at one time, and seeing where the uh, program is going. Rahim, it was great to chat with you. Welcome to the program, and uh, looking forward to seeing your development and seeing your success all year long. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me.